It is great to be with you again. This is Dawn Scott Damon, your Freedom Coach and your host for tonight. And you are listening to the Freedom Girl Sisterhood, women helping women live full, fierce, no. and free lives. And I'm so glad that you're joining us tonight and that you're listening in. I hope that something that I say tonight is going to minister to you, bless your heart, and you know what? Provoke you. Yeah, that's right. I'm here to provoke you. I'm here to kick you in the blessed assurance. Because you know what? When you get that little push, that shove, the Bible says to provoke one another to good works, challenging you to live the full life that Jesus Christ came to give you. You know, he did, right? He did come to give you a life that was abundant, full of blessing and joy and accomplishments, something you can look back on in your life and say, wow, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of what God did through me, and I've left a legacy. I've left something that will live on beyond me that can change the world. And I believe that each and every one of us has an assignment from God to do something spectacular with our lives. So that's why I'm here, to encourage you, to remind you, maybe even tell you for the very first time that you, yes, you, Y-O-U, have something unique, special, anointed, beautiful, dynamic, hidden inside of you. And maybe some of you have already explored that and you know what you're called to do and you're actively doing it. Hallelujah. I applaud you. Um, and maybe you just sometimes you need some encouragement to get in there because if if it's like me, you'll discover that when you start stepping into your destiny and the thing that God has called you to do, you'll feel the pushback. I mean, you certainly will feel the warfare of Satan and the kickback that he has. And because he doesn't want you to know your God-given potential. He doesn't want you to fulfill your God-given purpose. Many times we say in life, you know, oh, Satan's just trying to kill me. He just wants to kill me. Um, yeah, maybe. But more often, Satan, you know what he wants to do? He wants to waste you. That's right. He wants you to know that you're going on and on and on in life. I was going to say going home to heaven, whatever it is. He wants you to realize that you have a gift or you have potential, but you weren't able to use it. That's very rewarding. It's very fulfilling for Satan because it's very painful for you. You know what you've been created for, or there's something inside of you that says there must be more. There's that longing that craving that we have that pushes us towards more of God. And when you've discovered what it is that you're supposed to be doing, and then Satan can effectively keep you out of it, it's a very painful place to be. It's almost had better to never have tasted and known the, the heights or, or the talent or the blessing of what God can do than to have tasted it and known it and watch it slip through your fingers. I think that's what happened with King Saul in the Bible. He was anointed to be king. At first, he wasn't sure. You know, at first, we see kind of a humble guy. He even, when it was time for his coronation, if you will, they couldn't find him. He was hiding in the baggage. He was hiding behind people's luggage. Um, and he just wasn't quite ready to be put up there. But at the end of his life, he had to have David come and sing to him because David still had the anointing. 
Saul knew what it was to have been anointed. He knew what it was to stand in the place of his calling, God's blessing and favor, and then he lost it through disobedience. Satan wasted his life. Friend, I hope tonight you will be encouraged. Don't ever let your life be wasted. Don't ever let the thing that God has put inside of you just go down the drain. You know, don't make decisions that will turn you to the left and keep you from the path that God is, you know, laying out in front of you. Go after your anointing. Go after your calling. I pray that you will in Jesus' name. And that's why I'm here to encourage you. So before you do anything tonight, take one moment and say, I'm deciding the power of decision. I am deciding that today is a new day for me. I am going to discover my God-given purpose, and I'm going to make a plan to start walking it out, to live in it, to get there, even if I have to do it all by myself. You know, when I first started sensing God moving, the first person that I shared it to and, and that I uh, entrusted with the secret laughed. They laughed really like, like I had just said I wanted to be a rocket scientist or something or an astronaut or a brain surgeon. They looked at me like I was absolutely out of my head when I said, I believe God called me to be a pastor and to preach the word. Because women really didn't do that back then. And it, it was. It was almost as ridiculous, not quite, but almost as ridiculous as Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. You know, Martha was angry at her. She thought it was absurd. Why are you Why are you wasting time? Not even so much, I think, not so much that she wasn't helping her sister Martha in the kitchen. I believe that Martha was angry at Mary because she thought it was very frivolous. What you're doing is frivolous. You're being foolish. How dare you have such a dream? How dare you think that you can offer anything in this discussion? Why are you just sitting there at the feet of Jesus? And in the same way, I felt like I was being laughed at because she thought it was outlandish. Well, it doesn't matter. I I was laughing at myself. But after that, I just kind of tucked it into my heart, and I didn't share with anyone. But I did prepare, and I did begin to study. And I thought, you know what, God? You've put this inside of me. It feels like fire shut up in my bones, and I cannot get away from the the sense and the feeling and the belief that you've asked me to do this. So I just got quiet about it and I began to study. Well, fast forward 30 years later, you know, no one's laughing now. We know that God has allowed me to be in the pastorate and to serve and to speak and to share messages and to write books, and I'm so very thankful for that. So the point is that there's something inside of you, and Satan would rather laugh at us, mock us, and and confuse us and keep it from us or allow us to feel something and know that it's there but never be used in that area. So I want to talk to you tonight about becoming confident, and I want to reveal, expose some potential disempowering thoughts. That's right. What might you be thinking about that as you dwell on those thoughts or meditate on those thoughts, they actually begin to discourage you? They're not bringing you courage. They're not adding or fortifying to your faith. 
Instead, actually what's happening is those thoughts that you're meditating on are depleting you. They're discouraging you. They're defeating you before you even get started. They are disempowering you. God wants you to have powerful thoughts. He wants you to think on things that bring you courage and empower you instead of disempowering you. So I want to talk about that today in the time that we have left. How do you create a powerful thought life? How do you tell yourself a story that encourages you, builds you up, edifies you, strengthens you? What do I mean by telling you a story? Well, I think you're aware, and if you're not, if you think about it long enough, you'll see that we're constantly telling ourselves stories all the time. As you look around the world, you're always interpreting the world. Our brain just likes conclusions. Our brain likes neat and tidy, and so it's always looking for resolve, resolution. I want to file away this experience. I want to file away this picture that I just saw. I want to file away this circumstance. In order to do that, I need to interpret it. When we interpret it, we interpret it through a lens. We either interpret it through a victim lens um, of defeat and fear and not enough and not good enough and despair. Perhaps we interpret it through a victor lens, something that says, well, it was tough, but I can do it. It was hard, but I can get over it. It didn't feel good, but I've learned. Or, you know, how do I turn this and shape this so that it is for my benefit? And so as we experience things in our life, our brain is looking to interpret it. And as we interpret it, we are telling ourselves a story. Is your story empowering or is your story disempowering? And there's a person, their name is Byron Katie, and they've developed a set of questions. And the following four points that I'm going to give you are from Byron Katie's disempowering thoughts and how to reframe them and turn them around. I want to give you four ways so that the story that you're telling yourself can be transformed into a powerful story, so that the lens that you're looking through that feels disappointing and negative can become actually a very powerful story of truth and ability and competency and might so you can overcome. So number one, here's the first thing. Ask yourself the question, what we've just been talking about, what lens am I looking through? Am I looking through the lens of truth? Am I looking through the lens of fear? Am I looking through the lens of discouragement? What lens am I looking through? Because the lens that I look through, this is really what will tell the story. What is the empowering story that you should be telling yourself versus the disempowering story. Two people will look at the same situation. We see it all the time. And then we can ask them to retell the story to us or speak back, reflect back, what just happened. And two people will tell you two completely opposite stories. They saw the exact same thing, but they didn't feel the exact same thing. They didn't experience the exact same thing, and they didn't interpret it the same way. It was based on their lens or their filter. So ask yourself, what lens am I looking through? Ask yourself the question, you know, is this really true? 
is this really true or could it be a misperception? Am I seeing this through truth or am I seeing this through a false veil? Is it fear? And the second question that I want you to ask is, who's talking to me? Who's talking to me? Who do you become when you think these disempowering thoughts? Who's really speaking to you? Is it Jesus? Is it his word that's speaking to you? Or is it Satan? Is it de demonic? Is it, um, not that it's his voice necessarily, but are the thoughts that you're having right from the pit of hell, are you agreeing with the enemy? Or is it you? Is it your depression talking? Is it your fear talking? Is it your I can't do it voice talking? Who's speaking to you? Or is it the Spirit of God? Is it I can do all things voice who's speaking to you? So you get to control, number one, you get to control how you speak to yourself, and you get to control what voice you're going to listen to. So ask yourself the question, who's talking, and who do I become when I think these thoughts? I know for me, um, I use this analogy quite a bit, but I've just learned how to water ski. And when I'm putting on my water skis, there's a couple of narratives going. One narrative in my mind is, this is crazy, you're 50 plus years old, what do you think you're doing? You could really hurt something. I just learned at the age of 52. Or I listen to this voice that's also talking. This is so great. There's a lot of people that would never try this. Look at you go, you're strong. Now, if I listen to the first voice, I ski like a frady cat. I don't go in and out of the wake. Um, I hang on for dear life. I'm petrified going around. But when I get my skis on and I'm listening to the voice of empowerment, you got this, Dawn. You can do this. God's with you. You got a boat full of people cheering you on. You got this. Good for you. Way to tackle. Way to face your fear. And I get up on those skis and I start going around the water. You know what? I'm having a blast. I'm singing to myself. I'm talking to Jesus. I'm praying. And sometimes I fall. And when I fall, I get right back up and I say, you know what? I was having so much fun. I didn't see that big wave coming. Well, as big as a wave as we can on Brower Lake, you know. But the point is, it just reframes my whole experience. And instead of being afraid of going over the wake, I tackle it and I think, I got you. You know what? And even if I don't make it across, you know, so what? So what? I'm having fun. I'm enjoying life. I'm living to the fullest. I'm on an adventure. And really, isn't that what it's all about? The third thing that I want you to ask yourself is if my I can't voice wasn't present or if fear wasn't involved, what would I do? What would I do if I wasn't afraid? How would I feel? How would I behave? What could I experience if this scary thought didn't exist? What would I really be able to do? This is a good one to ask yourself because it allows you to see your life versus what it could be. It allows you to understand and see that, wow, if fear wasn't a part of this equation or if my scary I can't do it voice wasn't telling me the story right now, here's what I would be doing and here's how I would be living and here's the risk I would go ahead and take if I wasn't afraid of losing or if I wasn't afraid of failing. Here's the adventure I would embark upon. When you're afraid before you even get started, you will live small, you will live safe, you will live so 
close to the the center. You won't be on the edge. You won't be you won't be uh, in the in the place where activity and excitement and entrepreneurial spirit spirits live. You won't be the place of innovation and creativity. You'll be near the mundane and the same old same old. And I don't know about you, but I just don't really want to live there. I don't want to live there. I don't want to be there. Some really exciting things are when you. You get to go to an event and you get to meet people who are really doing something amazing with their life, and it's very inspiring. I hope I'm in inspiring you. I want to be, and I pray that I am. The fourth thing that I want you to do is what I call reverse and rehearse. you got to get a turnaround. What is the opposite of these disempowering beliefs, and how can I flip them over? How can I reverse the course that I'm on, tell myself a new story, and turn in a new direction, start in a new direction, and then begin to rehearse that story? What can I say differently? Um, for example, we might say, you know, I blew it just now. Um, I, I totally made a mistake. Or we can say, like, I think it was Abraham Lincoln or Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, Colonel Sanders, one of these guys that just said, no, I didn't fail. I just learned one more way. It won't work. But I am, I am resourceful. I can figure this out. I did not fail. I was successful in learning a new way. It won't work. <laughs> you know what? These aren't just gymnastics with words. These are really concepts that change the pathways of the brain and when you go down a different path you get a different outcome you get a different result at the end of the story when Frady Cat is telling you the story when Chicken Liver is telling you the story you feel discouraged you feel disempowered and at the end of that story you just want to go back in your room pull the covers over your head go back to sleep but when Overcomer is telling the story these are some of my identities that I've learned. I'm an overcomer. I'm a bold confronter. I am a fierce leader. I am a free thinker in Jesus' name. And when that identity is telling the story, I feel empowered. I feel alert. I feel motivated. I feel hungry and ready to get out there. I have the eye of the tiger. I have a different outcome. And that different outcome gives different behaviors. And those different behaviors lead me to different results. And I love results. And I love producing things. And I love looking back and saying, wow, this is something you produced. So turn it around. Reverse the course that you're on. Stop what you're saying that's negative. Tell your story a different way, a better way, a more empowering way. I'm smart. I can figure this out. Here's two other ways that I could do this. Come up with options. Don't say I can't do it and quit. What options do you have? How might you be able to do it? Name two. Name three. Let's try it a different way. That's how we're going to change our future. That's how we're going to change our life. That's how we're going to make something out of ourselves. Amen? One last story for you. When... I would sing. I'm a, I'm a singer. Used to be a singer. Used to do quite a bit of singing, but I was rather shy in my singing. And sometimes when I get up to sing a solo, sometimes it would be perfect and it would be beautiful, and other times it would be shaky. 
And I realized as I was beginning to start my solo career that how I did on my singing was how how I stepped up to the platform. It was the thoughts that were going through my mind at the time. And I remember sometimes if I was nervous or there was a certain person there or somebody had made a comment or I had had a bad rehearsal, I would go up with such a lack of confidence. And you can guess, my performance revealed that. But then there were times where I'd go up and I'd feel really confident and I would do well. One of the things that I discovered, however, because I was also in drama and we would do plays and skits, and if I had to sing while I was performing as another character, I always sounded good. It would always come out right. And I think, what is the deal? What's the difference? Because I knew as an actor that I had a skill and I was confident in my acting. And I enjoyed it, and I could make people laugh, and there was something inside of me that would just become alive and large. And so if I was singing, I was singing as a different person. I wasn't singing as Dawn, and it would always come out well. But Dawn wasn't as confident as that actor. Dawn wasn't as confident, perhaps, as the person I was portraying. So I began to change the way I'm thinking. If I can sing without fear when I'm acting, I can sing like Dawn. I just had to take the platform a different way. Stop telling myself this negative story. Start telling myself the right story or just choose an identity. I'm standing up here today as Dawn Streisand. I, I am a great singer, right? I am Dawn Celine Dion. That's who I am. Well, I am Dawn Jesus Christ singing a song and he will do it perfectly. I am in Christ. I am not apart from him. And I can live in his confidence. So that's just a funny story, but I really believe that it kind of helps explain what has God called you to do? Are you doing it? Uh, what's the mountain in front of you that you have to face but you're afraid and there's a really scary story going on in your head? Or when you step up to the plate and you have to perform or do something what identity are you? Are you the overcomer or are you the Frady cat? I want you to think about these things. See if they make a difference to you. See if they change your life. I'd love to hear from you. And if you want to take some time and write me, you can write me at my website, dawnscottdamon.com or thefreedomgirlsisterhood.com. I'd love to hear what you would enjoy hearing a story about or share your testimony with me. I've also blogged recently on this topic, so drop me a line there. I'd love to hear from you. Ladies, I also want to let you know that on November 5th at Tribes Church in North Grand Rapids, we are going to have a conference, the Freedom Girl Sisterhood Conference. It's just a day to come out and have an experience with God and enjoy the presence of the Lord and other women. We are going to learn how to live full, fierce, and free lives because that's what God has called us to. I hope you'll take time to come on out. Well, all we have to say tonight, and as I'm saying goodbye, let me take a moment and let me pray for you. Jesus, thank you so much that you have allowed us to become overcomers because of the blood that you shed for us. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross to give us abundant life. But you didn't stay on the cross, Jesus. You've been resurrected, and you're alive right now. And the same power that raised you from the dead, Jesus, it lives inside of me. 
So I can do all things through Christ because you strengthen me, Lord. You're alive and you are speaking to me and talking to me and loving me and guiding me. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not doing this life by myself. And Lord, for every woman, every person, it's in the sound of my voice that they're listening to this podcast tonight. I pray a supernatural touch upon their life right now that boldness and courage and energy begins to overshadow them. It is you, God. It is your Holy Spirit that they are filled with the knowledge of the truth of God and that no weapon formed against them, no lie, no story that is scary and ugly, no deception, no distortion formed against them will prosper that these women will walk in truth and freedom and in abundance. And we will give you all the praise, Lord Jesus, and we'll give you all the glory because you are worthy. Amen. Amen. Well, it's great to be with you, sisters. Once again, I want to tell you I love you. I'm praying for you. I love the sisterhood, and it's been good to be with you tonight. This is Don Scott Damon. I am your freedom coach saying live full, live fierce, live free. It is freedom time.